Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fully accepted our roles at at the stadium of just, I mean, basically we're cleaning up the stadium at this point. Um, not much going on, so just trying to stay warm. Joey is uh, doing his best over there. I mean, he's wearing a bright color, so you can't miss him tonight. I'm the great pumpkin. <laughs> I I don't think if he got he got the memo that Halloween, you know, is long over, but it's fine. Uh, we're we're back to talk some NCAA. Uh, Football, but uh, Joey's actually reacting to some NCAA basketball right now. Yeah, we are. We're in overtime against Maryland, down by three with 29 seconds left. It's been a been a rough grind. We have Ed Sheeran playing for Penn State. Well, I think things will will work out for him. But yeah, yeah. I mean, just to run Maryland to the wire is is not that you know this Maryland team isn't what you know, some Maryland teams have been in the past, but you know, Penn state basketball, oh. it doesn't actually have a, a huge, uh, trade, you know, just a huge success rate. So right. take the wins as you can get them, but it's, uh, it's been a tough one tonight. And then of course the guy who shoots 48% from the foul line for the year just made his end one. So they just made a three point play. Very oh, unfortunate. Yeah, it looks like we're gonna lose this. They're not, and it's yeah, they're fucking refs. <laughs> it's it's amazing to me how, I mean, it's home, it's home court games, so, but oh, these and these Maryland kids are are like Mar. I don't I don't like Maryland fans, but Maryland kids are. I mean, they're supreme assholes too. Yeah, see, I've I've watched their football team a good bit, but I I can't speak to. I really don't pay attention to college basketball hardly at all. So I, I for me, I, I when I watch Duke, I think those kids think their shit doesn't stink, but basically, well, yeah, basically it doesn't. So it's and it's rich shit too. Exactly, like rich it's, it's, and intelligent shit. It's all, uh, I just can't do it. I root against yeah. them, but I see. I was like that when I was. In high school, I hated Duke because that was the years of Bobby Hurley and Christian Leitner. Uh, but as I grew older, and some would say wiser, I started to appreciate exactly what Mike Shashevsky was able to do year in and year out. Because these kids that go to Duke, they may not be as intelligent as the general population of Duke, but they're not dumb. Like if you ever listen to any of them speak, it's 
always well thought out and very articulate. Kyrie may be a fucking moron, but he's a smart one. <laughs> I was about to say Kyrie might be the exception to that, but yeah. no, no, yeah, he, he, he probably, you know, he, he just, the way he conveys things and uh, he's very, I don't even want to say different. I mean, he is different, but just the, he, he operates on a different, on a different wavelength, I think than a yeah. lot of people. And, and, you know, that's not to get philosophical on here, but you know, that, that is your right as an American. And obviously he, he's one of those people that uses the NBA to, to platform his ideas and his opinions out to the, to the masses. So, I mean, more power to him for that. Um, some, I've actually heard people critique Michael Jordan for, you know, not really talk on talking on uh, social issues when he played and how much more LeBron is, but that that's totally up to these guys to, Exactly. Like, they I, don't, I don't have to. You, they don't have to do that, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you choose to do that, that's fine. If you don't choose that, I don't think you should be criticized for it because it's your choice. Like, exactly. Yeah, that that's that's the message I'm trying to convey because yeah. it it really like people will say, oh well, LeBron is such a better person and yada yada. Like, first of all, we shouldn't be comparing people to people as far as like what they do. Um, for for society in general but like i just think that's a stupid argument and like it's it's very much a talking point for the espns of the world and things but it 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 has gotten brought up before that um you know michael jordan wasn't so much a a social issues type of guy or, or a political type of guy well it was also he's not exactly beloved in the black community in chicago like from what i've heard he uh he is either like a silent owner or has some affiliation with uh, some of the um, personal, not personalized, but the private uh, prisons that the, that the feds run and shit like that. He's got an investment in that, I guess you could, so to speak. And (laughs) that's not very popular in the black community. Um, So, so yeah, there's, there's some rumblings, about him to go along with what you just addressed. So yeah, yeah, we lost. I will always love MJ though. Like, even though I didn't unfortunately grow up to see, like I wasn't in the time period that, that he was at the top, obviously, but um, watching that last dance, like I'm not saying, and he was to say he's a hard ass is an understatement. I mean, he, he, like if I was on his team, I don't know if I would love him. Uh, Personally, uh, just well, if you yeah. like winning, you would, right? But I mean, I don't know if I was Steve Kerr, I might not like him. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, he's a he's a bona fide winner, and that's all he cared about, and he pushed people to the absolute limit to get over, you know, to get those championships. So, I mean, I I just the fact that he went to to six what six finals and never saw a game seven like that is. Like, I don't care. To me, LeBron is never that. And I think him playing in the era that he did, and not to get on an MJ-LeBron debate, that could be a whole three-hour show but uh, on its own right. But I, I just think the era was a lot different. Like, I, I, you watch an NBA game now, there's a foul every three seconds. Like, it's just – it's back then he was getting, you know, clothesline and going through the paint against the, the bad boy Pistons and things like that. So – uh, much different game, and I think it was harder to score as many points as it is today. 
Yes, I absolutely agree. Um, however, I if LeBron had played back then, he wouldn't be as much of a pussy as he is now. So he he would be tougher because he'd have to be. So, and his his level of his attributes transcend generations. He's going. Oh be yeah, good. yeah. No, for sure on that. Yeah. But conversely, Jordan would excel in this environment. I think who would suffer the most would be Steph because it would require he's still going to be able to shoot but he's not going to be I think they would be more physical with him and that might throw him off. Yeah, I could see that. Like the way that he can defense. Yeah, he kind of like when he goes in the paint and just throws like balls against the the backboard, like with some crazy backspin and stuff. Like I, I guarantee the, the 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 bad boy Pistons, you know, is one that comes to my mind. Like they would just absolutely try and murder him every time he would go in the paint. Like that would not fly. That's the way and the he... Celtics were no fucking picnic either. No, and I mean hell, this I mean, if you want to watch a, a really good show, watch Winning Time. The the building of the Lakers dynasty because that was it's a little fictional it's not it wasn't a documentary like the last dance right but it was fantastic I, I've watched it twice I think speaking I of that did, did I don't you, like the Lakers or the Celtics I don't mind the Lakers to be honest with you I don't I don't hate on them I really don't like the Celtics though the only only Celtic I really liked was uh, I liked I did like Kevin Garnett I liked him before he went over there though, um, and then I I did like Larry like Larry Bird is an all timer so, um, outside of those I I like Paul Pierce, Ray Allen and then you go back you know all the the Celtic I could care less to be honest with you like I just I you know me I have a, a strong hatred for uh, all New England sports so, um, yeah I don't really root for anybody that. It comes out of there, but speaking of speaking of that, we'll we'll get back on, you know, kind of the outline of the show. But that's neither here or there, really. Uh, did you see that Alex Verdugo is going from the Red Sox to the Yanks? That's pretty pretty interesting. Did you see that the Orioles signed Craig Kimbrell? I did. See that. <laughs> yeah, of course he's past his prime. That's 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 what they like to do. That's that's like a trademark of their their free agents. Like uh, I mean, strategy. yes, he is. Well, you get him cheap then. But yeah, cheap he, and shitty. Yep. He he is past his prime, but I mean he had some good games. I mean he was an all star, but um, exactly he sucked ass in the playoffs. And he all, I mean you could. There's a lot of fans saying that he cost them. The, I mean you know there's more to it than that, but he gets a couple more saves, and you could be looking at a whole different World Series. Yeah, I mean that's true. He he's now three three point two six ERA though last year. That's pretty fucking good. See what they're doing is they're stalling because the real King Felix, not Felix uh, Hernandez, because he's not. But no, Achilles, uh, Felix Bautista, the Orioles closer, who's like automatic. Um, you know, throws one hundred and three, throws a ninety nine mile per hour splitter. That's just obnoxious. Is uh, got Tommy John. You know, I think he got in late August, mid to late August. So he's going to miss this whole season. So I, I think that was a move where they're like, you know, let's go get a guy that, 
that can get it done. You know, we don't we know he's not the Craig Kimbrell on like on the Braves, but it's still a formidable pitcher and you know, fill him in. Like it's pretty it's pretty interesting him going from the Phillies to those. So it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it's like a Kyle Gibson of, of last year. The Phillies let him go, the Orioles pick him up. Um but yeah, I mean Kimbrell's now bounced around a good bit though. If you look at it, it's a little surprising, but um he's at the ladder. Why is that surprising? Uh, I mean, he, he is good. Like, I, I think, you know, most of those guys, I mean, I guess, what's his name? Kelly Jansen on those on the Red Sox. He's bounced around a little bit, too. Um, another closer in, the, in baseball that's that's pretty damn good. But, I mean, there, a lot of those guys, like, you're, I don't know. You remember Trevor Hoffman. Like, he was a Padre forever. You remember, um, obviously, Mariano. is. I mean, he's Mariano, but it's – but that's that's the general like that's what baseball that's what, not just baseball but that's what all sports are. It's a business, and, yeah. And the thing is, you remember Trevor with the Padres, but he came up. He was with the Marlins, and then he finished with the Brewers. Fair enough. But I mean, you're not wrong that Kimbrel has moved around. Uh, but I mean, that's just what baseball is and like i said all sports but have you before we get into like i said we'll talk college football and and the uh the playoff but did, did you see that clip back in the day when when kimberl was on the the braves and they came to philadelphia and the whole crowd's doing the the no. arm oh my god i gotta get that over to you you'll you'll love that i remember that i don't think i i saw it live but like the entire crowd was doing the old uh, arm hang, <laughs> yeah, and it was funny. getting to him. Like he started. I mean, he's the type of guy where he can get unglued, like much like any closer. But like, I really genuinely think maybe he was just off that night. But it was it might have played a role in the fact that he started bouncing balls and <laughs> wild pitches started happening, and it was just great. Like such a Philadelphia thing, like through and yeah. through. So yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you'll have to see that. You'll, you'll love it. But yeah, I mean the, the, not the purpose of the show, but the, the topic at hand that we wanted to discuss was obviously <sighs> the college football playoff and the, and the teams that were selected. What do you ultimately think the, the committee made the right decision or is Florida state robbed? Like what, what's your general consensus about that? I see both sides of the story, but the the committee is was de- was tasked with picking the four best teams, and I don't think Florida State is better than any of any of those four teams, especially with Jaden being hurt. And it's the same thing that happens in March Madness. Like some people will lose their, some teams will lose their number one seed or whatever because a star player is injured or something like that. It just so happens that there aren't 64 football teams that go on. There's only four. So having said that, what's the fucking sense of this regular season then? Valid, valid point. And it, it, I definitely think that there was money's involved because, and ESPN has a stake in it. 
and ESPN is heavily tied to the SEC. So yeah. it just sucks because I can guarantee I can guarantee you if the Big Ten was in the same situation, that would I don't think that would have happened. Even though the Big Ten is widely respected as the second best league in the country, I I don't think that would have happened. You you think they would have let they would have let Florida they would have let Florida if both Michigan and Ohio State had a loss, they're gonna let Florida State in. And and I don't I think Michigan I think one of those two schools, if they both had one loss, would have been kicked out. Wow. But, I mean, That's... does Georgia – I mean, they got penalized for losing – like, and that's, what's pro, that's what pisses me off is it's, it's all, it all matters when you lose. If Georgia would have lost the very first game of the year and then run off 13 in a row, 12 in a row or whatever, they'd be right. in. Yeah, I so, mean, even, even if – I mean, you look at the loss that they did have, it's – First of all, it's Alabama. It's one of the best, if if not the best. I I still think it's the best program, just because of how much success they've had. Like they're an absolute dynasty. I mean, yeah, looking at it overall, that doesn't mean that they're the best team this year. But yeah, no, I mean, no. But, I'm just trying to say, like, they're as the, a program, as I, a program. I like I have extreme trust in them. You know, like it's Georgia. I I yes, I do. But it's only been as of so recently that. Like Alabama has completely run college football for quite some time now. Outside of the last couple of years, for sure, Georgia has has asserted themselves as as the top dog. No, no pun intended. But it's yeah. I mean, you're exactly when you say it matters when you lost more than you know. Not even so much how you lost because I mean, if if Alabama would have rolled them like forty to seventeen, I think that's a different story. But it being a three point game, you know, it being really anybody's game in that fourth quarter. And then, you know, to, I, I think Georgia should be in it. Like, to be honest, like I, I'd right. rather see Georgia than Washington. I mean, I, I think. Well, see, I think I happen to think that Washington is one of the f- four best teams. See, I, I, I'll be honest, you know, full disclosure. I haven't watched them enough to say, you know, I haven't watched them at all to be honest with you, but I just think, the conference they play in, first of all, and then in comparison, like I just think the they won't do so hot in the playoff. I just don't. Hello, you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Uh, the last thing I heard was, I just don't think they're going to do too hot in the playoffs. Yeah, in the college playoff, yeah, I just don't. What are you reading? What do you mean? It looks like you're reading something, and that's why you're not talking. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm good. Okay. Uh, I, I just, I mean, Texas to me though is a fraud. Like, I don't think they, I don't, I don't. Well, if you let in Alabama, you gotta let in Texas. Like, how do you let? It's the, it's the same thing with the highest state and Penn State, but they've already done it. They've already set the precedent that. They can let a team in that, that beat that lost to the another team, right? And I happen to think that Texas is one of the four best teams in the country. Like I think they got the four best teams because I honestly think that Georgia's better than Bama. 
I, I even, mean, I, even though they just lost to him, that I mean, when we beat Ohio State in sixteen, does that mean that we're better than them? Absolutely not. Okay, but I totally get it. But I think if you're looking at it from like I don't know, it, it, I, I don't, I don't want to bring recent like recency bias into this. I just think like for Georgia not to be in it is robbery. But I mean. For Al- like Alabama, still had a hell of a year. Like you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, but they and, lost and by, they like lost Florida's by double digits at home. No, I know, but I I just and Georgia lost by three. I in uh, Texas at that time. I mean, I think Texas was ranked, but yeah, I mean they were in the top ten. But and, and again, that that doesn't mean that Texas is better than Bama. Bama had some serious issues in the beginning of the year. And Bama's quarterback is still not great. I, I'm, I'm not – I don't think he's very good. Um, he's been playing g- good lately, but I, I just don't – I don't know. But, I mean, if you're sitting there as a Florida – like, if we put the Florida State Seminoles cap on, like, you got to be a little bit pissed off, though. Well, you're like, not a little bit pissed off. You're furious. Yeah. Like, again, what is the sense of the regular season? I mean – the only thing that that you could say though is that they only play they only played one decent squad and LSU. Yeah, that, that's just and you're exactly right. And but I everybody else did that too. They, and, they didn't and the, do anything different than all the other programs that made it. They didn't do anything different, and they and you can't control. Like I think obviously in past years, like you you saw the teams like Cincinnati get in get absolutely you know rolled out of the building like embarrassingly um who was the other one i know tcu obviously in the nat- national championship got smoked i mean just annihilated by georgia but um there's other teams that i can think of i just i can't i can't think of the second but like you're talking about florida state you're not talking about cincinnati like it's still uh i don't know i got i'm not disagreeing with you because especially without their starting quarterback like that that significantly hurts the quality of the team so from a from a standpoint of like if i'm the ncaa and i want to make money and i want them to be competitive games like you you don't want to see a team lose by 30 to 40 points on the on the national stage in the playoff like that's just that's a bad look and that's that's what could happen now if their quarterback was hap- was was healthy i should say and like they they did play the schedule like they can't control who's in front of them that's the that's the tough part to to kind of stomach as a as a fan of one of these teams like you know it's it's you beat well, everybody you in your to, path you you can to a certain extent but the thing is what you, the only way that they could have made themselves stand out more is if they would have played a fucking murderer's row yeah, which yeah. isn't fair to them because nobody else is doing it. They, they scheduled. I mean, Penn State didn't play anybody tough in it, and they're out of conference schedule. Neither did neither did Michigan. The high state played Notre Dame, but that ended up being eh, so so. But right, yeah. Unless, uh, uh, none of the big teams play m- multiple tough out of conference, like big name, like one of the mid-majors might end up being tough, but that doesn't 
they're they're not playing games where they could potentially lose more than one. Yeah, agreed. I mean, ultimately, I, I I'm not happy Bama's in it, but I think it creates uh it makes it more more interest. Like, I, I wish this would have happened before the last year of the playoffs because I think we we would have gotten an expanded playoff sooner. Because yes. this is exactly what the CFP and it's funny because this is they have flirted with this scenario multiple times, but the Florida states of the world always ended up losing. And this year they didn't, which is kind of funny. Yeah, no, it is funny. I, I think, I mean, on the other side, Washington and Texas, like that's interesting. Like that's two teams that haven't been in it. So I do like that. Um, I don't know. I, what do you, what do you think the, what do you think of the two games, obviously? And then what do you think of, like, who do you think is going to win it all? And, and how do these games kind of pan well, out? Washington has made it once. I'm just, uh, I'm just talking about like in recent, you know, it's been Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, you know, or Ohio those, state. Or Ohio state. Yeah. And like, Clemson. I mean, TCU gets it. Yeah. Like you're, but I mean, Clemson made it multiple times. Ohio State's made it multiple times. Oklahoma, Oklahoma's made it multiple times. Right, Michigan, obviously, recent. Memory. Yeah. So, um, I think I think the games are going to be good. Um, I who I don't even know <laughs> off the top of my head. I don't know who plays who. Uh, Michigan, Bama, and then Washington, Texas. Uh, Michigan Bama game is going to be tough. I, I think Bama. I think Bama will probably win, but I would take the under. Yeah, it's going to be a dogfight of a game. Yeah, like a physical game. Yes. Uh, where is that? Um, forty. Uh, it's forty-five and a half. Forty-six. Michigan's favored by one to one and a half, but they opened as a two and a half point favorite and it's already dropped. Um, Texas versus Washington. God, that's, uh, see, that's another, like, that, that's what I love about this is that both of the semifinal games are, are good games. Um, what I think the committee should have done, though, and it kind of pissed me off that they didn't, this is going to be the last year of the Pac-12. So they should have had – they could have arranged to where uh, one of the playoff games is Michigan versus Washington in the Rose Bowl, which would have been kind of fitting, a fitting end to it. Um, clearly the NCAA doesn't care about tradition. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, I, I mean – I just, I mean, even in 16 when we when we got excluded after beating Ohio State and winning the Big Ten, we still had two losses, and Ohio State only had one us. Now, tough, tough titty. I mean, they should have, but it's just, I, I, I do feel bad <laughs> for Florida State, but I don't think that they're one of the four best teams without their quarterback. But does losing your star player, should that 
kick you out? Should that make you disqualified from competing? That's see, like we can look at this because college and like if you're slicing it down the middle, like college and the NFL are so much vastly different. And like this is a prime example of that. Like if if I don't know, the Bengals are a good example because they lost Burrow. Let's say the Bengals were flying high; they win the the AFC North, and then Burrow gets injured. You know, two weeks before the end of the season, like they're and they still secure the number one seed. They're still the number one seed, you know. And like I, I'm not trying to make a direct comparison because I know college is there's eight million conferences. There's this, that, and the third. Like it's so much more. There's so much more to it than just like the NFL is kind of in a structure, like a lot more stricter of a, of a structure and they don't have a committee vote. You know, there's not team rankings and like, there's so much less overall to the, the whole picture, but it's, it does suck ass for Florida state. Like it's, that's a nut punch of, of epic proportions Cause you, you go, you know, you go undefeated, you lose your starting quarterback and then, Boom! Now you, you know, just like that season's ultimately. I mean, for a lot of people, if they go on and win the bowl game, then I guess you know it's probably going to be maybe forty sixty or fifty fifty if people are happy with the season because you had a chance of it being so much more, um, and you're not even going to have the opportunity to prove that. But it, it's it's completely out of their control as far as the quarterback getting hurt. So I do. I think the committee probably, like you said, probably got it right, but it, it's no, it has nothing to do with Florida State, you know, not being good enough. It's more so, okay, if they look at it like their starting quarterback won't be in there, they're going to be less of a team than than what they would have been. Right. And yeah, you you brought up great points there, and this is exactly why the human element in college is horrible and and it's very very frustrating but at the end of the day they probably have the four best teams in the country well no i actually i don't think that's true i think georgia is still one of the four best georgia's probably better than texas um I mean, if you believe that alabama because i think if alabama and texas played right now alabama beats them and probably pretty handily. I think Alabama is going to beat Michigan. I really, I, I, I do as well. I, 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 I hope they do. I'm, I'm, I ultimately, I want them to, um, I, I hope I I'm rooting for Washington. Like I, I, since I've been covering, since I've been covering all of college this year for docs, I've gotten to see them play, and I really, really like their team as a whole. Um, and the fact that they beat Oregon twice, especially this last one, everybody had them written off. Nobody gave them a chance. I mean, that's kind of like – that would be almost like Philadelphia. Well, it was kind of like Philadelphia this past weekend. Philly was a three-point underdog, three-and-a-half-point underdog at home against a team that they had owned the last two years. Now, it just yeah, so happened – Definitely didn't cover that. But, no, it yeah. didn't happen. I mean, they they played like crap, but it was – I mean, it's just no respect to Washington whatsoever. And so – I am worried, though, that, that Michigan is on this crash. Like, I think the Harbaugh suspension 
has in, has absolutely put ice water in their veins. Like I, I am a little bit concerned that they're just they're so they they like being the enemy. They like this target on their back. Like they're fully embracing it. I, I, if anything, it's made them closer. You know, like I, I just get galvanized them. Yeah, it, it it exactly. Like it's it's almost lit a match to to the fire that they they've had this season. And and I just that's my my fear with like them going on to win it all. I went I, obviously they're number one, but it's like of all years, it would be. Wouldn't it be hell of a storyline if Michigan won? Like it would, the, <laughs> the tabloids would love that. So yeah, absolutely. I am a little bit fearful, but on the same token, you know, it's been <laughs> we talk about it's been a couple of years since Penn State won the Big Ten, but it's been a lot less. You know, it's been soon. You know, in the last couple of years, Bama hasn't really been in it, and I'm I never count Nick Saban out, and it's like. Okay, is he gonna come to the forefront and just Bama is Bama gonna roll every like not roll everybody, but are they gonna go in one of these magical runs and just do what they do, you know, and just be a, a championship caliber team? And I I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever if they even on even in a year where they didn't look dominant like they have in the past, it's still Alabama and it's still Nick Saban to me. Well, it, I mean, it hasn't been a couple of years since they, they just didn't make it last year. But in 21 22, they made it. Right. Well, like, I'm just saying, win it, winning it, though. Like, they haven't won it. Oh, yeah. Won, yeah. Winning it. That's, uh, well, they won the COVID year. <laughs> yeah. I, Ohio State made it with a 6 0 record. <laughs> what a joke yeah. that, that season was. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't I I discount that. I discredit that entire season whenever I handicap. I just I don't even look at stat. Like if the stats are lumped in cumulative, that's fine. But if I'm counting like seasons, like how many seasons back, whatever, I don't I don't count that at all because it's just like you said, it's a joke. Um, but yeah, it, it like you said, it's it's Bama. So I. I think that will be a great – they're both going to be good games. And as a, as a fan that doesn't have a rooting interest in either of the games, that's all you can ask for. Exactly. I mean, who – let's just, you know, put it out on Front Street. Who do, you, who do you think takes it? Not who do you want, but who do you think wins it all? Oh, God. I, <laughs> I really – I don't know. Like I haven't sat down and I haven't started to handicap that at all. So my gut tells me, God, my my head tells me Michigan. My gut tells me Bama. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's it's. It really is a tough one. I I don't think I don't think Washington or Texas will win. Would I be floored if they did? No, but I, I would I would bet against the, either one of those teams winning. I'll put it that way. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So when we come back from the break, maybe we'll talk a little bit on transfer portal. What do we even what you know? What do you think of the transfer portal as a whole? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing for college football? And then you know a little bit about Penn State and see where it takes us from there. I mean, um, and talk, obviously their, their, uh, their bulls 
their bowl game coming up as a New York New Year Six Bowl. If I can get the words out of my mouth tonight, it's been a struggle to say the least. Yeah, they um, if they win, they will become the first program to have won all six of the New Year Six Bowls, which is if you think about it, is kind of is pretty fucking cool. Like it's it's not gonna get them anything right or anything like that. And I would give up all that thing for hell, even even a playoff appearance. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I do I do want to make the playoffs, but I also know that it's in this Florida State. What happened to Florida State is a beautiful example of it's as much politics as it is quality. So. They they would I mean they would have had to I could see them with one loss and and having won the Big Ten being left out over Florida State could have happened yeah exactly and then I mean then we're, what what you got to do like then we're then we're Florida State fans and we've see. already kind of been Florida State fans once yeah so I. <laughs> That would yeah. be a worse position to be in. I I, I do agree. Yeah. Uh, that the the level of disappointment would exceed where we're at right now. Unfortunately. Exactly. Well, I don't think it'd be disappointment. It'd be rage and anger. Like we'd just be pissed as hell. Like we're upset with ourselves now, um, or I mean, and ourselves being the players and the coaching staff. Um, whereas if that happened, we would be able to direct that anger elsewhere. Yeah. Which. Yeah, it would be worse. I think worse. it's better, but yeah, it would be much, much worse. <laughs> well, when we get back from the break, we'll uh, we'll talk the uh, the Chick Fil A sponsored bowl, which we'll get into. Okay, so uh, so since we've been talking a little bit about the bowls and the, the college football playoff, which Penn State's never been to, uh, let's talk about some. Uh, actually, we're going to talk about something something else that Penn State's never been to: the, the Peach Bowl. Uh, where we are matched up against the ten and two Ole Miss Rebels, Ole Mississippi, uh, they're, who's ranked eleventh in the nation and we're tenth. So that's a pretty interesting matchup. Uh, their head coach is Lane Kiffin, and they are a good SEC team. Not great, but good. How do they? They're, this will be a weird question for you, but how do they compare to that that Razorbacks, uh, Arkansas's Razorbacks team from a few years ago that beat that beat Penn State? I think that was the Outback Bowl. From you are correct. Um, um, I, I think they're a better team because they have a. But Arkansas was a better better rushing team. Lane Kiffin's teams are going to be good pass teams, and the. This team is is solid pass wise. They average 276 yards a game, um, 178 yards rushing. But I would say they were better than that Arkansas team. But our Penn State team is much better than that team. Even even though we have issues, we we are. I think I because this, this defense like will stop anybody. I I, I believe that. Um. The line opened at Penn State minus two, and it's already gone up to minus three and a half. Wow. And, yeah. Good and sign. I, I tweeted something. I don't know if you saw it or not. 
Um, I'm sorry, the line opened at three and a half, uh, and it hasn't moved. What the hell was I thinking about? <laughs> oh, I was no, I was thinking about the uh, the Alabama Michigan game. That's moved, but not in the way that you would think. It moved in Bama's direction. Um, so yeah, I tweeted uh, in the last 20 games, going all the way back to 2020. Penn State is 20 and 0 when they are favored. I like those odds. Yeah, that's a pretty that's that's pretty impressive. Now that doesn't mean they they haven't won any upsets, but that means that we haven't beat we haven't been favored against Michigan or Ohio State in the last years. Rightfully so. They've just been better. Early. So. Um, yeah, it, it should be a good game. It, this will this will go this if if Penn State wins, it will go to a long way to solidifying the Big Ten as a whole, like as a top to bottom conference. Because right now everybody's like I see everybody saying, "Oh, it's just Michigan and High State." Like Penn State's good until they play those, which it basically is, but. That just goes to show, like, the Big Ten East would probably win any other conference. And so I think if you put Penn State in the SEC, they, I'm not saying that they would beat Georgia and Alabama year in and year out, but I think they would do well. Uh, actually, no, I don't. Not this year. <laughs> I was going to say, well, outside, if they, okay, I'll put it to you this way. If they flip-flopped, if they took Alabama and – Michigan out of Penn State's schedule, and they and they plugged in Alabama and Georgia, or I'm sorry, yeah, they take Michigan, Ohio State out, plugged in and plugged Alabama, in Alabama and Georgia. I um, think Penn State would get walked every time. Like honestly, I don't think we get walked. Um, and this year, I think we in the beginning of the year, I think we would have beat Bama because Bama Bama struggled. They maybe maybe in that issues. particular, yeah, I could see and, that. And this this year is is different because again this this. This defense is championship caliber, which is why so many people are frustrated thinking that 10 and 2 is a letdown. And I saw in the last like 50 years, there have only been two Penn State quarterbacks that had better win that had uh, better stats than than Allard did in their first year of starting. Yeah. It, so this was a great foundation, and next year with the with the, the expansion of the playoffs, and again, I mean, we would have if there if it's the biggest two letter word in the in the fucking dictionary, but <laughs> if there would have been twelve teams for the whole CFP, Penn State makes it six out of eight of Franklin's years or something like that. So, if. yeah, exactly. If so, and we we've already seen this year that politics plays a big hand in it. So there's there's not a guarantee that we would have made it. <laughs> yeah, that that makes the if even bigger. Uh, exactly that that. Um, now the only thing that scares me about this matchup is our opt outs, because uh, we we've had. Uh, 
the the biggest one so far has been Chop Robinson. And uh, so what, what's, what's your take on that? Yeah, so, oh man, I go back and forth because we've, we've talked about this topic on air, off, maybe not on air so much, but definitely off off the airwaves. Um, I, as a fan, I hate it, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I don't hate the player. I mean, you know the saying, hate the, don't hate the player, hate the game. Um, which kind of holds true in this scenario because the bowl game as, as fans, yes, we look forward to it. Cause I mean, the regular season's kind of long over at this point. This is the only thing we have to hang our hat on and and you want to finish the season with a win, even if it's in the, the mayonnaise bowl for, for crying out loud. So, um, I, I think we, we can probably agree that we understand why a player would do it, especially uh, a player that's basically shoe in to be drafted. But I don't like it from the fact that I, maybe it comes back to that whole thing where, you know, would we want to, you know, play for Penn State slash coach for Penn State or work with Penn State? Absolutely. Like we'd right. probably do most things under the sun to, to make that happen. But these players want to play in the NFL most of them. I mean, I'm sure there's your, your fair share that, you know, love just the college atmosphere and they, they live for that. And if they get to the NFL, great. But um, as a guy that, that is going to be, you know, at doing the combine and this, that, or a pro day or whatever, like he's, he's being looked at by NFL teams at the, at the end of the day. He's going to be drafted. Right. He, he will be he, selected. He has a good chance of being drafted on day one. Right. So, I get it. I, as a player, even if people were advising me not to, I probably would still play in the bowl game just because football is one of those games. Not, not that other sports aren't as camaraderie driven, I should say, but it's like you want to go to, I don't like saying this, but you want to quote unquote go to war with your, with your brothers as far as, you know, the, the, the team that you went to, you know, you played every Saturday with all, all year long. So, if if it was up to me, even though people would be warning me, you know, you could fall out of the first or second round, this, that, and the third, I probably still would. I It would take a lot for me not to lace them up, especially if it was Penn State. Like, that's – I'm playing in the game. Um, I've heard players on both sides of this, of, of this coin, but I don't hate the player for doing it. I hate seeing it, though. Like, it, it does irritate me because I'm like, we kind of – we would be a lot better with you out there. But I get it. I don't hold it against the player so much, but I, it does kind of leave a, a little bit of a stain for me. But I, I'm not mad about it. I'm just more so butthurt. I guess I guess you could say. Yeah. And what I remember is this never happened when I was growing up. Exactly. I, so it, yeah. I mean, it didn't happen anywhere, and it sure sure as hell. And I don't know if it would have. I don't know if it would happen with Joe Paul coaching here, but the thing is, it didn't happen 10 years ago. This is a relatively new phenomenon. It's, and it's, it's just, it's kind of bizarre to me, but my, my whole thought process is the whole purpose. Uh, there's two purposes of college to give you social skills t- so you can interact with people um, in a semi-normal way. <laughs> and, and also to prepare you for your future vocation. Bill Gates 
Mark Zuckerberg, they both dropped out of Harvard. They didn't finish college. There's tons of people that have gone to college and dropped out to start their job or whatever. So this is to me no different than than that, especially if playing a playing a game that at the end of the day is meaningless could could potentially hurt you. Now, some people say, well, then why play the regular season? Well, you've got to play some to legitimize your have a resume basically right exactly you're building a resume this game isn't going to make or break his resume now if it would then i think he probably would play what how would you feel (laughs) this is like a crazy scenario but i mean first i want to make a point uh just a, a side piece to that like if you look at the nba it's the same way not that it's a direct comparison but the, the the rest days are like the uh I forget what they call it. There's like a term that the NBA uses. Um the Spurs yeah, so, kind of the Spurs kind of invented it. Um Yeah, with, with Duncan and his like and Duncan Jack, and, and Jano all of them and, and Kawhi Leonard was like always doing it. Um uh shit. It's not a rest yeah, I know. Load, yeah, oh, I know load management, they call load it. Load management. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So it's kind of, I mean, not directly comparable, but it's it's something new where the players are taking nights. That That's regular season-based. But uh, breaking news, too, Juan Soto is now officially traded to the Yankees. That's, like, actually <laughs> happened. As much conversation has gone on about that, it's actually, fuck, I hate that. But anyways... Uh, they, I think they gave up the farm to get him though, so maybe that's actually good. And he might not even resign there, so that would be even better. But the Yankees definitely trying to make splashes already, bringing uh, uh, uh bringing in uh the Reds. Ah, shit, a guy from the Reds. It's not Arroyo. Um, uh, I can I can see his 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 picture. So what about load management? No, but that that's something where it's. It's new in the game. You know, a lot of people don't like – oh, Alex Verdugo, off topic. But, um, yeah, it's it's new as far as – like, we didn't see that, you know, 50, well, yeah, we didn't see that 20 years ago, let's say, 15 probably, something like that. And now it's it's becoming more and more prevalent. Like, you know, you see LeBron take load management. You see I – don't, I don't think Damian Lillard, he might be the only one that doesn't do load management because he's just different, but – I've seen Giannis do load management and B do load management. Um, guys on the Celtics. Uh, do, so, so it's another thing where, you know, it's more so like back in my day, you would never opt out of the bowl game, you son of a bitch. But now it's, you know, these players are looking out for themselves. The load management's kind of looking out for players um, in the playoffs, really, like to keep them healthy and, and keep them without extreme fatigue and things like that. So, it's definitely a new age thing. I don't necessarily love it, but my question to you would be if hypothetically, if, if Penn state made the national championship and job Robinson was like, yeah, I'm not going to play in the national championship because the same situation, like I could get hurt. I could, my draft status could fall. Like, would you forever hold that against them? Because like, if you opt out of the, even a, a playoff, like a, That'll be interesting to me is like with the expanded playoffs, how many people are going to opt out of if you're not, you know, the top four teams, are these players going to opt out, 
you know, in the in the lat like the the teams that are lower ranked but still in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I just don't I don't see. I I wonder if their NIL agreements have like if clauses and stipulations to them because probably they they exactly they probably do. Um, I would be more upset if Chop did that, but at the end of the day, I still would understand it. But having said that, that that scenario is so extreme that. I mean, I just have – I've never seen it, and I don't think we would because winning a national championship is kind of special. 100%. I mean, I never say – to me, it's never say never because, like, these guys are – Yeah, I, I – well – They're one step away from that – from the NFL. Like, if you're – I hope I never see it. Like, I hope I but don't. See, but see, that – okay, so the problem with – opting out of a national championship game though is that I think that would bring in a player's character and it would hurt them so much more than it would help them because then if pro teams are are questioning your character your stock is going to fall so it would end up probably costing him so much more money if they were going to be like a, a first round pick or something like that that it it's not in their best interest to sit that game out. Whereas it is sitting out the pitch, peach filet, peach bowl, Chick-fil-A, peach bowl, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> yeah. What's it called this week? Right. It's yeah. Yeah. No, I, I could see that. I just, I'm not going to, it's not ruining the game. Cause you said like, it is a meaningless, I, I, it's hard for me to say it's meaningless. Cause like a bowl victory is like, it is a trophy. Um, but in the grants, if it's not the national championship, it is pointless to me. Like at the same rate, like I, when Penn State won the Rose Bowl for whatever reason, I was like way over the moon about that. Um, like I was hype as hell. But it's the I well, don't know because it had been a while since we won a run. Yeah, that that that's kind of it too. Like, and if they would have lost that, I've been like, for f- fuck's sakes, man! Like, are we ever gonna win anything again? But right. it's. Yeah, I, I, I totally get it. It just – I'm not going to go as far as it's ruining the game. I mean, if players were opting out of the national championship, that would be absolutely ruining the game. Right. But until we see that, I, I do get it. If you're – you know, if, you're, if your draft status is, is high and you have more to lose than win, then, um, yeah, it makes sense. Especially when people look at Jaden Daniels. And there, there have been other, particularly quarterbacks. But I mean, I think a defense, I think an alignment is more. I don't, I wouldn't say more dangerous, but it seems to me like that, that you stand to get hurt easier as alignment. People roll up on the back of your legs or something like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, any given play. I mean, any given play, anybody can get hurt. So. It's it's interesting. I mean, I I hope it doesn't hurt him. I think Fashionu, if I said it right, would uh that if he opts out, which in that scenario, I really don't blame him. But I really hope he doesn't. Like I really, yeah, really. Hope I, I hope that none of these players opt out. Right. <laughs> or, or at least our players. <laughs> yeah, Ole Miss. But and conversely, out, well, no. See, no, I know, I know. Because then you then you beat a depleted squad. Now, if it was a playoff game, it would be different because I don't care. I don't care who who the fuck we beat then. 
just as long as we win. But what you looking at? Oh, I was just reading more about like opt outs and like how it is kind of not sweeping the nation, but it is it is a a relevant thing. You know, it, it's become more and more like expected, I should say. Now I remember when one of the Boses sat out the Rose Bowl and a lot of people were up in arms about that. It wasn't a playoff game. It was just the Rose Bowl. So it was at, at this juncture, the Rose Bowl and the Peach Bowl, as long, if they're not playoff games, are one and the same. Right. And I know, I know college basketball is totally different, but we don't see – like the tournament obviously starts out with 64, and you don't see anybody opt out of that, to my knowledge. Um, well, yeah, because you're not – and I mean, you're always in jeopardy in any sport. You can fucking hurt your knee playing tennis. You could uh, you think, could wake up wake up and trip down the steps and break your yeah, leg. I mean, really. I think yeah, exactly. So <laughs> most most people are not now. Uh, there was a I think it was a a Louisville player that did suffer a compound fracture in a playoff game. Oh, I remember that. Uh, yeah, his his leg went completely like sideways inside of his yeah, body. Yeah, and, and and I mean the bone was protruding. That's what a compound fracture is. That, that was nasty. Oh my but god! Yeah, that was. I mean the yeah that wasn't one of your best analogies because basketball is a is not nearly as a dangerous sport. No, as I know, but it, I, I, and I, I'm not completely trying to draw a, a line you know, a, a fixed line between the two, but it's like with a tournament of 64, like the odds to win it all are so slim. Like the college football playoffs is, is two games and that's one, you know? So it would be interesting, like not interesting, but it would be kind of corrupt if you did see players opt out of that. Cause it's like, yeah, you're building a resume, but you could be bounced and you used all, it's so much parody in that, you know? So that would well, be the thing is though, and I go back to the whole character issue. Players that are opting out of things that are not as dangerous as a football game, or if they're opting out of extremely important football games, they're going to have their character questioned, and it's going to end up costing them more money than it is than it's worth. Yeah. And like like you said, I mean, basketball and football two two totally different things. And there's so many injuries in football. I mean, look at the NFL this year with Kirk Cousins going out, Aaron Rodgers going out. Like, and the list goes on. We and on and on. are on. We've had fifty. I I literally just wrote about this in my uh, article for Doc. We had like fifty four different starting quarterbacks this year. Where uh, injury quarterback injuries are up thirty percent from the past two seasons. And you know it's and it's funny how the NFL has done not everything, but they've done a lot of they've gone to great measures to try and protect the quarterback. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, everybody's talking about how soft the league is. They're going to have to go to flag football soon, and blah 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 blah. What is what I find interesting is what is causing all these injuries, and I, it's ironic. <laughs> it's one of the one of the um, one of the reasons given was the shortened training camp. I would think that I, I'm I'm maybe this is an outlandish. I mean, probably not, but the fact that these guys are just getting bigger, stronger, faster, 
like to the point where these 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 people are <laughs> to say animals is probably not the right term, but they are. I mean these these defensive linemen have never been this big, this fast, this athletic, this like. I mean, you're you're a little rag doll getting thrown around by a fucking absolute monster out there. I don't care well, if they I mean, Jalen's not a rag doll, but no, not him. Well, but you think like think of Trevor Lawrence like getting hit by Aaron Donald, like the the, the or Michael Parsons, like right, like it's just it doesn't it just doesn't if, make sense. If, if you're six three, two forty, you should not be able to run a four forty, four point four forty. And you're seeing that across the like you're just seeing that more and more yeah. and I mean that that's absolutely one of the reasons. But I found it interesting that that they're blaming training camp because that was always one of the knocks on training camp that they were too long. That it, but they're saying that because of the shortened training camp, players aren't as conditioned when the beginning of the season starts. And I I can kind of buy that. That makes sense to me. It's a factor, um, absolutely. Yeah, but. That's gonna be. I mean, that's that is one of the the fruits of a longer season. Is you've got to you've got to cut it somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Well, when we get back from break, maybe we'll wrap it up on a couple different topics, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Well, there's I guess there's two angles to look at this. Uh, this coach we're going to talk about first here, Manny Diaz. Um, we will be blessed to have him for the Peach Bowl, but from there forward, we just don't know yet. We the have to keep uh, our fingers crossed. Oh, I got my toes crossed and my <laughs> fingers. <laughs> but uh, man, what do you think? Is he is he a goner? Like every all all signs are pointing to that he's going to Duke. But yeah, and here's why I think he is going to leave because. Duke is, I mean, it's tough to win down there consistently, but they're in a good situation right now. Their their coach isn't getting fired for cause. He's getting, he left the program to go to a, a bigger program, a stepping stone. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not like he stepped into the Miami situation when they had fired Al Golden because they suck cock. Like, <laughs> Maybe we should edit that, but well, uh, no, I think I think I think that's staying in there, man. So you yeah. might get fined, but uh, uh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but so yeah, he's the, the Duke situation is is a favorable one. Um, having said that, because of Duke's stringent, stringent, not stringent, uh, very strict um, admissions guidelines, it's. You can't just get any athlete there. You the athletes actually have to be student athletes. Yeah, they actually have to have a brain, unlike Cam Newton or something like that. Right. So it um that's what makes winning at those programs hard because Stanford's the same way. Uh, and at, you haven't seen Stanford be really good since Harbaugh was there. Another another powerhouse university of Penn. You know, no, I'm just kidding. But. <laughs> Well, I mean, the Ivy League is different because they're yeah, playing no, against no, each I, other. But, yeah, no, I mean, no, Northwestern, I Northwestern's that way. I mean, and that's why what Fitzgerald had done there. And then this, the Northwestern's coach won the Big Ten Coach of the Year. Isn't isn't Virginia like the the, the what are they the Cavaliers? Yeah, Virginia, not as much, but more so than like West Virginia. 
Well, well that's that now anybody can get I I when I was looking at schools coming out of high school, they I think I looked up like cuz I mean I did long story short, I did okay in high school, I didn't do great. Um and I'm pretty sure they were on the top 10 list of acceptance rate like of a oh, of yeah. a decently sized school, not you know, right. not your providences of the world like you know bigger schools um and like they're they're like known to have a a high acceptance rate so to compare virginia to them is (laughs) definitely a slap in the face to to our uh cavalier fans out there but no the uh i mean penn state is harder to get in than than some but not i wouldn't say most like penn state main campus is harder than but with the satellite campuses they offer it it kind of opens up the opens it up a little bit, right. but Penn State's not hard to get. Penn State's not hard to get into if you're a student athlete. Okay. Um, where, but like you said, getting into main campus, incredibly difficult. Um, Especially not have, being a student athlete, like if it, right, if you're just a regular student, it's uh, I mean, obviously not impossible because they have an incoming freshman class, but it's you have to stand out. But as far as student athletes, like we had, it's it's interesting because there was some report that I saw that said that our graduation rate is like the lowest or one of the lowest of the Big Ten. And now, see, the the thing is, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, especially with players leaving early and things like that. But that, I mean, I don't know if I, I buy that, but that's, I think what was said, but yeah, it's, it's having said that it's, it's easy to get into Penn state. If you're a good athlete, you still, but for the Dukes and the Stanford's of the world, you still have to bring the, bring the brain. (laughs) You, uh, yeah, no, I mean, from a recruiting standpoint, like if you're stepping into the head coaching shoes at Duke or Stanford or Northwestern, like I'm going to go ahead and say that's a disadvantage, though, because oh, absolutely, you're not only recruiting great athletes, but now you're recruiting great, like outstanding students, not even great. Like, right. so it's like, like how many, what, didn't Christian McCaffrey go to Stanford? He did. Like he's one of them. I mean, Andrew Locke, but like. If you think of like Stanford, Northwestern, even Virginia, like how many gr- absolute, you know, um, just insane athletes have come out of those. I'm not going to say they haven't, but, but you, 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 the Ohio States of the world will always have more talent than Duke. Like Duke will yeah, never, yeah, well, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Being realistic. Right. And that's, like you said, that is the disadvantage. That would be the only reason now. I don't know. Maybe Manny finds that attractive um, as a, as a challenge because building on that resume to go somewhere else, he's like, well, look, I had I had my first head coaching job. Maybe I wasn't ready. Uh, or you could say it was a it was a dumpster fire because it was. But I I won at Duke. I mean, that's going to write its own ticket. Yeah, but see, maybe he. I'm not saying he will think this way or not, but maybe he he sits back and thinks, well. Duke would be like, it's hard enough to be a head coach in a college football landscape. And then 
now I'm getting tossed to disadvantage. Like maybe he's going to sit back and say, let me wait for a different job to open up. Like, and well, maybe, absolutely. That's you know, a and maybe, very distinct possibility. And that's what, as Penn state fans, we have to hope for. Maybe I'm trying to speak it into existence, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally, yeah, that that's an interesting talking point. Cause just that disadvantage alone could deter someone, like you said, or, or, or like I said, them. or motivate them. But yeah, what do you, like, if I strapped you to a chair and put a gun to your head, do you think, do you think he's out this off season? Yes, or do you think, I do. Yeah. Um, because what the, this defense can only go down from here. They, they can't, we can't really get better. Unless I mean, our offense became a lot better, and then they're not. Well, the then, then the, the overall team, but the de- that's not going to improve the defense. That's going to improve the win losses. Right. Now, having said that, if the offense does get better with this new offensive hire at the, uh, for our new offensive coordinator, that is going to it, a top five defense looks a hell of a lot better on a national championship team than it does on a team that wins the Peach Bowl. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very, very well said. Um, um, but th- this offensive coordinator position, you know, the whole your such situation has jaded me now to, to where I'm not even like we, I think we should be excited about this, this hire because he just got, he, I mean, he literally a week after agreeing to, or at, a week after coming to Penn state, he wins the offensive. Um, he wins the assistant coach of the year award, which is obviously a, cr- a crock of shit anyway. Because Manny wasn't even on there. Like, how the fuck do you not put Manny? You have <laughs> Iowa's defensive coordinator on there, but you don't have Mich- You don't have Penn State. Is I, it? That's just. Ridiculous. Does it go back to the? Does it go back to what we said of earlier with the? Uh the committee and the NCAA and everything else being political, like just being political in general. Yes. Well, there is. And it's, it's funny because I hate talking like this, um, but I definitely in my lifetime, I have seen a bias against Penn state. And this is just another example. There is absolutely no reason for Manny not to be on that list. I, I don't necessarily say he has to win it, but for him to be completely excluded from that list is just ridiculous. And then when you have another defensive coordinator, now I was de- like, I'm not saying I was defensive coordinator shouldn't, shouldn't have been on that list. But if you have him on that list, you have to put Manny on that list. That's why that's just right. Their defense wasn't even as good as Penn State's. <laughs> like... But almost, I mean, they were, they were top five. They were literally like right behind us. Right, but but I'm saying they weren't as like you know it's apples yeah. to apples, right? Like, right. I mean, it's it's three. We were I think we we're overall ranked second, and they, they were third or maybe fourth. So, I mean, they're both top five defenses. But neck at the end neck. of the day, yeah. we yeah, were slightly better. Yeah, and 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 being neck and neck, like and and putting him on and not putting man right, like it makes. Yeah. Do you? I'll ask you this because you've seen more obviously Penn State in, in your lifetime do you think after the Sandusky um, situation you know we'll just call it a situation that the the NCAA and the just the bias has been more or less aggressive towards Penn State? like do you think that has played Definitely any type more. of more 
definitely that's what i would think yeah um and 2016 is a perfect example of that right Uh, again it's a question of putting the best team in versus putting the most deserving team in we were definitely more deserving than ohio state but ohio state i think was a better team than us even though we beat them i mean it was (laughs) we played the game of our lives and we had two fucking big special team plays yeah but uh, we still we did like at, at the end of the day we did it like i don't care how you do it if you do it that's all that matters it's all that should yeah it, that's all it should matter but it, it should it's matter. not and florida state is proving this so but yeah the, the bias towards penn state is definitely and it, I mean, it's always been there with, with, um, with the media, because 1994 is another example. But even before that, Joe Pa went undefeated for two years in a row in the late '60s, and didn't win a national championship. Gotta love us. <laughs> yeah. like, come on, man. Like, I I think Paterno had four or five seasons that were undefeated. And only one of them, the nineteen eighty six team, won the national championship. Yeah, like that, even that, when we go ahead. even when we won the national championship in eighty two, we had one loss. That's as much as I, because I do, you know, if they told me you got to take, because I do love the Eagles so much, like I, I, it's unhealthy amount, but. I also love Penn State probably just as much, if not more. I, I I like the rawness of college football as far as, you know, you lose one or two games, you're out of it. Like the NFL, I mean, how many teams are – they always pull up that graphic week in and week out on every post-game show or pre-game show of teams. You know, you got the division leaders, then you got the, the wild card, then you got in the hunt, and there's like eight teams in each conference that are in the hunt. You know what I mean? It's It's – which is cool. Like I I'm cool with the parody of the NFL and you could argue that the college has kind of been like top heavy or, or the same teams have been in it kind of as of recent memory, but I will, I will still go to war and say that the college football is like, I enjoy it more. I'm not going to say it's like saying it's better is there. There's so many now it's an onion and you're taking the layers off of it. But when you really dissect it, but it's, to me, college football is – it has its flaws, like as we're seeing now, like are the four best teams in the in the, the playoff? Probably. Did people get screwed, though, in the same right? Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it's – I guess you're never going to have a perfect storm for college football, but it's just – I don't know. And we're sitting here as Penn State fans, as as Penn State fans have been screwed. Like we, we have been on that, that side of the coin, and I can still say – like college football, just the way the short season, the you know, you lose a couple of games, you're out. You, you there, there's so many, so many little things that go into the rankings. Like it, it's just, I love it and hate it at the same time. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, Florida State proved you win your games and you're out. They hate and it. Yeah, they gotta hate it. it. It's. <laughs> I can't – it's funny because they were talking about why um, Liberty made it over – they're the group of five represent, represent, 
oh my god <laughs> they're representing the group of five in the ne6 bowls and they're 13 and up smu is 11 and one and when they were talking or 12 and one maybe uh, when they were talking about why they chose Liberty over SMU, because Liberty had literally the easiest schedule in the country. They, they were, their strength of schedule was ranked 133. <laughs> There's 133 FBS schools. <laughs> they asked the committee, why did you pick Liberty over SMU? And they said, because they just kept winning. Hello, <laughs> Florida State? Like, <laughs> that it, that there is so much hypocrisy in the in the bowl system, and I still love college football more than I love the NFL. I mean, but because I have a stronger tie to Penn State than Philly, and I'm I'm exactly like I mean, this is one of the reasons that we get along so well is like our our views are at least a team liking of the teams is, is, is like, I mean, perfectly aligned. And I'm the same way. I've been that way with all college sports. Like I would prefer a college. I want the, I want Penn state to win the national championship more than I want the Eagles to win a Super Bowl. Did you feel that way even before the Eagles won the, that the 2017? Yes, absolutely. And yeah. it's just been strengthened now because the Eagles have finally gotten a Super Bowl. Yeah, because that... it's, I mean, yeah, I, I apologize for cutting you off, but 38 years or whatever it's been is a long fucking time. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. Obviously, the, the national championship will never get the buzz that the Super Bowl does, but it's still, like, uh, just finally getting over that hump would be, it would just be amazing. And imagine like playing Alabama or something. like just playing a, cause the, the Eagles, you know, I love that they beat new England. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want them to beat any other. Well, now it's, I want them to beat San Fran to get to the Super Bowl Cause I hate San Fran, but um, the way that that Super Bowl took place for us was like, I, I would not, as far as the AFC is concerned, like I would not have wanted to play anybody more. Like I was so glad that, Jacksonville. I was I was pissed that Jacksonville lost in the AFC Championship because I just I wanted New England out of it because I just I root against them every game they play. But it's it was the perfect storm like in that scenario, and like it was that night will forever live like I'll forever remember that night for the rest of my life. But I'm with you. Like I I just the college football season to me is such a it's so fast, like, and it's so like it's cutthroat as as anything. That yeah. the like I said, we we talk about the NFL. Like you can lose six, seven, eight, sometimes nine games, and you're still in the play. Like we've seen it where the Giants, I think they won the Super Bowl and they went nine and seven the one season. Like it's just right. you, there's so it, much. But more... it but it makes your d- d- job much more difficult losing home field advantage. I mean, it's still possible. Obviously, the Giants did it, and there have been other wild card. Super Bowl champions, but yeah, you're right. It like, and that is one of the big knocks about the expansion of the cup of the playoff system, because they're saying now that's going to water down. And I can almost guarantee you that we're not going to see the 
the high states versus Notre Dame matchups and the marquee matchups anymore because as long as you take care of your business in the division, in your conference, I mean, that's all that matters. So it'll be interesting. It's going to be a bigger change than I think people will realize. I, I do I do want to go out on a limb and say that a little bit. Not not in a bad way. I'm just saying like traditions might be, uh, you know, kind of cut cut a little bit short, you know, and like there won't be like you just said those matchups won't present themselves as as much. It it won't be consistent. Like we already know what Penn State's not going to play uh, Ohio State and Michigan next year. I think it's only one of the two. Um, and like not that that's it's quote unquote tradition, but it kind of. I mean, we expect it every year because. It's a Big well, Ten matchup, and they and they're in the you know we just those matchups happen every single year. So, but they they didn't always do that. There right. was a stretch where before we went to the divisions that both of them were off. I mean, now we never went a whole season without playing one of them. But there there was a stretch like in the early 2000s where we didn't necessarily play both of them every year. But now you're talking about 20 years of, of familiarity, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so even that alone shows you like things are going to, and the fact, you know, we're going to play the USC's and we're going to play the, the teams on the uh, completely other side of the country It is, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing, but for people, for people that resist change, they're not going to obviously like it. Like it's going to be, it's going to look different. Correct. So, but I, I, I mean, it will definitely, I mean, for people that love college football, I think it's fantastic because one, it gives you more games. It's going to get because you weren't lying when you said the college football season goes by in a blur this was literally the fastest year i've i've ever <laughs> experienced in my i say I, and i say that every year i say that <laughs> like it it's it feels i remember the i think this was not the covid year but the year that penn state beat wisconsin week one remember on the on the yep. brisker brisker interception like yep. that season to me was like i i because i was so over the moon they, and then obviously the last year when they go to purdue unranked and beat them you know, at home, like both those seasons stand out to me as like, you know, the highs were high and the lows, like once again, that's, that's part of being a Penn state fan, you know, right now, but both those seasons, long story short, were so, so fast. Like that week one was like, all right, we got, you know, big win week one, you know, hype as hell. And then boom, the season's over again. Like it just, it's just, it, it absolutely flies by. And I, I would like them to play, you know, I think 14 games in the regular season isn't on like I I get it would be difficult because of like there's they are student athletes and I know that plays a a role in all that, but I I would like to see like two more games at least. Hmm. Well, I, mean, I just think will. it's too fast. It's it's too maybe <laughs> yeah. that's just with the fan in, in me just saying. That's that's exactly the fan in me, but <laughs> I, again, I'm right there with you. Um that that Wisconsin year is uh that we did that that was I didn't realize that was 2021. Um, yeah, after yeah 2021. Yeah, we went on to go seven and six that year. <laughs> yeah, it didn't well. It started out it, super hot, but it did start out super hot. Um, and and I've found that the season went 
especially fast because I was writing about for the first time. This was my first full year of writing um, during the during the college season, and that made it go by even faster because every every like I had articles due every each day every week, and the days like that's how I kept track of the days, not by the date, but like which article was due. <laughs> so um, I. And from a betting standpoint, that's why I love all the bowl games. I, shit, I wouldn't be upset if you had 60 bowl games. <laughs> More the merrier, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but it will be interesting to see for sure. And, yeah, so I, I, that's where, pretty much where we're at. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch base later this week about – um, we'll, we'll cue you guys in about how the picks went. I don't think we, I don't think either one of us fared too well, honestly. And last week's, you know, that was kind of our, our trial run for the picks. And, um, uh, I don't think we came well, out. I did in my Dallas pick or my, uh, San Fran pick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately you did. Like, actually, <laughs> I think I, I think I hit my, my gold and my silver because I can't read, like for the life of me, I can't remember my gold pick, but. I think whoever, because I did switch away from San Francisco, but um, for the gold, and I think I put them in silver, maybe bronze, but yeah, that we'll, was just. We'll go review the game tape and uh, and see. I know I didn't. Do, you you easily beat me because I got not screwed, but the Patriots were so inept that 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 really wasn't just horrible. Oh, yeah, that was an ugly game. Um, taking them plus five and a half at home to a not a great Chargers team and they can't cover um, was just utterly disappointing. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think we we kind of circled the college football landscape on this episode. Um, you know, we'll talk more and more about that as we get closer to, um, obviously, the the Peach Bowl and the, the college football playoff and, and really all the bowl games as they get they get cranking later this, this month. But... Um, yeah, I just want to shout out the uh, our friends in the podcasting community, as always. The the guys over at 1420 Sports Podcast, we'll have to hopefully link up with them maybe after the new year and, and get into some, some off-season baseball talk and then, um, you know, really NFL playoffs and, and that really everything under the sun as we usually do. But um, definitely check those guys out. They provide a ton of content over there. Um, Jim Plotner at Fan in the Van, we'll have to – uh, cross pathways again too. Uh, two dudes with sports news. It's been a while, um, but hopefully, um, hopefully, Garrett, you're not too bummed about Trevor Lawrence right now. You know, you know, hopefully, you can get back and and get you guys back on on the winning train. But um, yeah, those are our our normal shout outs. There's tons of other supporters and and people that like and retweet and and you know shout us out. So all those people will be mentioned on our Twitter post of this episode, but. I'll let Jerry, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'll let Joey, uh, not, not Jerry. I'll let Joe, not Jerry Springer. I'll let Joey, uh, take us out and, uh, let us let the people know where they can find them. Yep. I, uh, right now, the only uh, site that I'm writing for is uh doc sports, but you can, uh, catch me there. Uh, I have about four to five articles printed a week, uh, covering the whole college realm and now a little bit of the NFL as well. Uh, I'll let, we'll sign off with one little tidbit that I saw on ESPN.com. 
there was a former Jacksonville Jaguars employee that is accused of stealing more than $22 million over a four-year period from the franchise by using by using their <laughs> virtual credit card program. Uh, and his name is Amit Patel. I I actually just tweeted that out too and tagged uh and tagged two dudes with sports news because Garrett's like a he lives in Jacksonville and he's like a huge, huge Jags guy. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I tagged him, I said, What the fuck do you think of this? Because I mean, that is I mean, obviously he what, he that's how much jail time you think he's looking at? It's uh he's looking at probably five years. <laughs> and I wonder like where that money got, you know, like if it's in an offshore account, like what, where did that well, end up? Yeah, exactly. Um, they're not getting it back. That's for sure. I mean, they'll, they'll, he'll owe that in restitution, but you're not paying that off. Not, no, unless he hits it big or something, yeah. but well, I mean, he already <laughs> did hit it big once. <laughs> um, His only redeeming factor is, um, He'll be going to a federal prison, and he'll probably be going to a camp, unless they want to make a, an example out of him. In which case, he could uh, go to where they sent Jared from Subway in the uh, in the in the jail in Colorado that's inside a mountain. Florida, wow, Florida, I did not Florida, know Colorado. that. Wow, yeah. is it is it so? It's uh obviously maximum security, or is it just like supermax? A- actually, there's so there's different levels in the. United States penitentiary system. Um, and they actually have a, a medium camp out there, and that's where Jared's at. But the Supermax is built. There's some of it, I think, that protrudes, but it is built in into one of the uh, mountains out in Florence, Colorado. And this place is so rough that you don't even touch your mail. They show you your mail over a screen, and that's how you read your mail. Um, they wheel a shower to you. They have a shower on tracks and they just take it down. Like the only time that you get out of your cell is an hour a day for wreck and you walk around in a dog cage. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, and I'm not trying to make light of like people offing themselves or, or say it's an okay thing. But if like if you put me in that type of situation, like there's no way I'm gonna just live that life. Like I, it's difficult to commit suicide in I, that because yeah, they, no, I I, I know <laughs> you have such limited uh, resources to do so. But um, like can you? I can't even actually imagine how awful that would like. Yeah. Awful is not even the right word. Like that's that's well, unlivable. Unlivable. They, I mean, they have talked about it legally saying that it's inhumane punishment because it, it because of the, the solitude, the solitude, and that, that can drive people crazy. But now keep in mind, though, that the worst of the worst are getting sent there. Like, if, if this guy is not going to go to a supermax, uh, more likely because it's a financial crime, he'll go to a a camp now when bernie you probably don't remember uh bernie madoff Uh, heard the name yeah yeah he ran the biggest ponzi scheme in the world and and he got like he's he swindled billions and the thing is like he fucked over the new york mets 
the Mets had invested with him and stuff like that and lost money. Long story short, he got sentenced to like 80 or 90 years when he was in his 60s. So it's obviously a life sentence. But because he had so much time, he wasn't eligible to go to a camp. So he was actually forced to go to a regular um, regular low, low prison. But yeah, th- like terrorists are going to Florence right. and and big organized crime guys. What Jared from Subway, and we, we, we'll get cut off here soon, but Jared, uh, Jared from Subway, he uh, child molest. Uh, he was a child molest. Child porn. He okay. didn't actually molest him. He just looked. He was looking at him. Gotcha. Um, Which is st- still just. I mean, it's the yeah. heinous crime. But yeah, yeah, he yeah, he uh, he was, and it was like pretty large. He got a he got a fair amount of time for it. Yeah, well, this this podcast definitely took a, a right uh, left <laughs> turn, I should say. But um, yeah, hopefully you guys listen to the end because it got. Got interesting at least. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will uh we'll catch you later on the weekend. We'll talk some more sports betting and NFL. Peace.